Welcome to an episode of the Sports Genes Into the Lab podcast, where sports analysts and experts dissect the latest news from the NBA and NFL, giving you a unique view on some of the hottest topics around your favorite teams. From the fresh field smells of the NFL to the hardwood courts of the NBA and possibly your comfy couch for your fantasy football team. Let's see what kind of news the lab is working with today. Here's your host from the Sports Analytics Headquarters in San Antonio, Texas, Ernest Silva. Right, we got a notification that said you are live with that little, that little red little icon means we're live. I don't see too many faces just waiting for us to go. Of course, if you're waiting at 7.30, we're, we're 23 minutes late, but we're excited to be on tonight. That's right. Into the Lab podcast coming at you Wednesday night. Ernest Silva is your host, hopefully one of your favorites, and we're excited on Twitch, Facebook, Twitter, and on YouTube. So we're hoping to catch some of y'all tonight. Um, again, brought to you by the Mothership Blue Collar Media Group, where you can find them on www.bluecollarmg.com. Keep a lookout for that revamped website. Guys, we're going to show all of our shows, all of our streamers on that website in just a couple of weeks. It looks fantastic. I can't wait for that. Uh, we're going to introduce the guys right now and the gal and a special guest coming with the gal as well. So stay tuned, announcer. Why don't you bring us in, Rob? And now, tonight's starting lineup. All right. If you heard that announcer, you're going cuckoo in the cabeza. We do not have an announcer live on this show. That would be for our podcast guest. I'd, I'd suggest to go get checked. Well, let's start off with the man with the plan. That is right. Very own BCMG owner at Steel Curtain PEH, Just Fall. What's up, Ernest? Back back from a little hiatus, ready to talk some sports. And uh, great to see Danny here again. I'm um, just ready to have a good time tonight. Oh, we're gonna have a real good time, and I'm glad you bring him bring brought him in next. That's right, at Sports Stories DL, our special guest tonight, Denny Lennon. That's right, Ernie, Ernie, Ernie. We talked about this before. You're gonna bring me in as a two-time Telly Award winner. Oh, I should have. Denny Lennon. Oh. Okay, it's all right. I, you know, I, I, far be it for me to bring it up, but I am repping, as you see, with my banner in the background and on my chest, a 17-time champion, Los Angeles Lakers. We're here to do battle in the NBA trivia. I should I should have picked a Lakers segment just to talk about LeBron and the early exit. Darn it, darn it, we should have talked about it. <laughs> but, all right. Denny, I I apologize. Two times I'll get you at the end for sure. Two time <laughs> Telly winner Denny Lennon yeah. gracing us with his presence. That the sounds West, good, Ernie. The West Coast BCM branch. That's what I'm gonna yeah. call you right there. All right, excited well, to you. have you, Denny. Uh, also, of course, the sweetest voice on ITL joining us, putting her face on Ashley Garcia. Hi, Ernest. So glad to be back and joining the guys. Um, I do have a miniature co-host that will be joining and gracing us with her presence shortly. So excited to have her on as well as my plus one. I really might be excited more to see AJ than any other host besides Denny in my life on this show. So I really can't wait to see AJ and, and have this conversation with her. Um, but we're excited to have both of y'all on. Matter of fact, I'm going to create a banner as we're talking. Uh, but we got a great lineup today, guys. We're going to go through some NBA draft prospects. We're going to talk about some NBA headlines, drop a little uh, uh, 
tortoise and hare story for you and then go into the infamous ITL NBA trivia. We're going to kind of show you guys, if it's your first time watching it, what that entails and how you can win some gift cards this NFL season. So we got the basketball expert. You got some sports scientists willing to to go battle against him. So let's get into it. Announcer, ring that bell. Let's get round one started. Round one, league news and updates. That's the bell. We're going to start off with the NBA Draft Command Center. That's right. I made that up. But we're going to talk about three (laughs) prospects we have listed for today. Um, And round one is brought to us by the infamous Taquito Express. That's right. Taquito Express down in the beautiful Brownsville, Texas. And uh, I'm glad we bring up Brownsville, Texas, because that is a great segue before we start our round one analysis to say, the BCMG retreat is on. Paul is here. We're excited. We're hyped up. Guys, the BCMG retreat will be big down in South Texas. So if you're a listener, if you're a viewer, come check us out. Taquito Express, the bar down in Brownsville, Texas. We're also going to play a, 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 some basketball games with Triple Double Basketball Academy. We're going to have some fun down there. And I am wearing an NFL jersey with the Silver Surfers because they're making their debut in the BCMG Fantasy Football League. That is right. Yeah, yeah. 20 of us are going to be together Sunday, the 22nd, down in Harlingen, Texas, where we draft our teams live. And trust me, it is going to be a lot of shit talking. It's going to be a lot of strategy. All these guys know what they're doing. And sponsorships are on the line. So we're excited, guys. Paul, do you want to add anything about the retreat? Uh, no, I mean, we're just all getting it together right now. I can't wait to get all the guys together. Um, it's been a kind of a dream since we started this. Um, right before COVID hit the last, uh, what, two and a half, two years ago now, Ernest, we, uh, me, Ernest, and Steve met up in Boston. And it's kind of just always been our dream to, to do this. And it's come together over the last two years to this point. And now we're going to meet up and discuss how we're going to take this thing even further. So it's going to be fantastic. We're going to have a great time. You know, a few uh, alcoholic beverages will be passed around, a few, uh, you know, microphones and uh, see what happens. Yeah, I'm, I'm super stoked. We, we finally get to meet all in person. I think that's the biggest part of this from Butthole Podcast in Minnesota to Call Your Shot and Boomtown Pod in Canada, even our streamers on the East Coast, and of course the infamous The General Steve Reisner coming down to South Texas. Um, you're going to laugh at what our shirt quote is going to be, and I'm not going to give it away yet till I have one and I can put it on screen. Uh, but we are very excited uh, to have this retreat. So come out and see us, right? We'll be live. We'll be posting. So come out and see us. Let's jump right into it, guys. NBA Draft Central. We, today we talk about some Texas kids, and we're really going to talk about uh, Kai Jones first, the power forward out of Texas. Um, we have our video crew make a highlight reel for him, so I'll go ahead and and cue that video and and put that together. And we'll talk during the highlight because I think through StreamYard we have some of those uh, uh, in, inabilities to hear the audio. Um, but let's break down some of the film and talk about a comparison you have for Kai Jones. Super athletic individual. Um, and, and somebody who, of course, being in Texas, that I've been able to uh, really follow. So as I'm pulling it up, um, guys, do you have any insight on Kai Jones? You got it, Paul. <laughs> um, I mean, I kind of think he uh, – well, I mean, I kind of think he could be uh, LaMarcus Aldridge type uh, player. You know, um, you know, a 15 and 10 guy. Um, you know, he – there's some parts where he lacks – um, 
you know, that jumper, that mid-range jumper, you know, stuff like that. But, I mean, in the NBA, his effort should get him a 15 and 10 every night, I would think. He, he could be one of those guys. I, I don't think he'll ever be like a superstar, but he could be a very, very valuable piece on a on a championship team. So when I think about Kai Jones, you know, he came in as an Olympian. So he he actually uh, competed for the trials when he was in the Bahamas. Um, and he and he he did good work. I'll replay this video. He did really great work um, with his speed. That's why he's so fast and lengthy is because of his track track abilities. Um, didn't pick up basketball till he was 16. So his shot is unorthodox. He has a he has a very unique shot process. But man, when you watch him go up and down the court and he's exploding to the rim, just a different athlete. And he started off coming off the bench for Texas this past season and ended up being a, a starter over Greg Brown, who's another player we're going to talk about today. Um, but right now projected to go to the Warriors at 14 on many mock drafts. Um, Denny, uh, with familiarity on the West Coast teams, just do you see him as one of those guys that could really break the starting rotation for Golden State? You know, I, that I don't know, and it might take a little bit of development time, but one of the things you got to remember, there's another uh, Hall of Famer, an all-time great, that came to the game a little bit late, and he came from another sport. He came from soccer, and that was Akim Olajuwon. Now, Akim, and one of the things about coming a little bit late is you don't develop as many bad habits. I know a lot of coaches, you know, kind of like clue in on that on different sports, that sometimes when you do get an international player that has developed their athleticism in another sport, and they can teach them, from that point forward, they don't have to coach out of them some of their bad habits. And so I think that might well wear in his favor well. The other thing about it is um, one of the things that's always played well in the NBA is um, quirky, odd, or unique. Like if you do something that other players haven't traditionally seen, that tend, if you can do it well, you know that tends to play a little bit. And that's where I kind of see him uh, playing into that. So we'll, we'll see what he does on his first couple of years. But I got a feeling by about year three, it's going to pay off drafting him around 14, maybe even higher. When you say odd or quirky, I think of Sean Marion immediately, yeah. right? That, that, yep. that shot is just so unorthodox that you just kind of have to watch it. You don't, don't really want to foul the guy. It's right in front of his face. He has a similar shot. He actually, it looks like he's going to pump fake in front of himself, and then he kind of bends it backwards and shoots it right here. Uh, almost Dwight Howard free throw-like, but not quite. Uh, <laughs> not quite as bad. Uh, yeah, not, not quite unforgiving. Um, and so and so I really like it. He, he explosive. I, I asked the guys if they watch Clutch, the Clutch Pro Day. If you didn't watch the Clutch Pro Day, um, some of these guys were featured. Uh, Jericho Sims also, shout out to Jericho Sims, had a fantastic mm -hmm. pro day there. Um, but two Texas kids. Let's talk about a Texas kid who kind of fell in the draft rankings because he didn't have a very successful season. And that's Greg Brown. Greg Brown mm -hmm. is a guy who came in with tons of talent, was top 10 in a lot of boards. And, and comes into Texas and loses his starting spot by the end of the year. And um, that was not uh, exactly what he wanted to do. Uh, we take a look at his highlights, though. Definitely a ton of talent when you look at Greg Brown. Um, guy is explosive to the rim. He has a ton of potential. He has energy all over the place. The problem was, though, he his feel for the court was just off a bit. And it was not, it was not as... as uh, as needed as what Shaka Smart was going for. Uh, Paul, when you look at Greg Brown, uh, this is a guy who I really see um, those tendencies like a LaMarcus Aldridge with the shooting capability, but he's just not as big. Um, how, how do you feel about uh, Greg Brown? I watched a lot of Big 12 basketball, and I was just kind of disappointed with how his year went. Um 
really kind of thought he was going to have a, you know, a big year for them. And like you said, he loses his starting spot. And just like you said, there are just times when he's out there and he just looks lost. So I don't know how that really translates to the NBA, um, you know, being part of a team and everything like that. I don't know. I, I don't know if he can pull it together in the NBA after losing a spot at Texas, but uh, I mean, the raw athleticism and everything that he has, I mean, somebody somebody's going to take a chance on him, but I, I don't think it'll be until late in the first round, right? I mean, 20 is maybe. Yeah, I think that's that's it. the high 20s is where they have him listed right now. Uh, uh, Denny, you've seen some of these highlights. I don't know how familiar you are with Greg Brown, but how do you feel about a product like that from Texas? You know, one of the things about being, you know, the one thing you can't coach is that kind of crazy athleticism, right? Like if if what got on, on Chaka's nerves was either attitude, lack of knowledge of the system, whatever it might have been, that always can improve. But the, the one thing you're going to take a flyer on is athleticism. And he certainly has that. Also, maybe that not, you know, being reduced from the uh, starting lineup – Maybe that got into his head a little bit, and it's going to give him a, a, a checkpoint so that he'll come in a little more humble and, and he'll be ready to play ball because you know he's going up a level. But, you know, just it's evident his athleticism, and, and somebody's going to take a flyer on that one. Yeah, I like what you're talking about, and it was a common, common conversation, right? You can't teach athleticism, but you could teach skills, right? Yeah. Um, very familiar with the Hakeem Olajuwon aspect of things. That's why basketball players try to go – pro to certain positions when it comes to the NFL and why some some players go to MLB because you have that athleticism. You have the capability of being a top-level, world-class athlete. Uh, this last player obviously is not, not unknown to the world, but that's Luca Garza. And Luca Garza has been that that really troubling piece, a man who could fit the, uh, the college atmosphere, but not so much the NBA. The translation says he's going to be going down at the bottom of the second round if drafted. Uh, Denny, I'll start with you on this one. Uh, not exactly a fan favorite or an analyst favorite for Luca Garza, but what do you see in him when you look at his highlights? Um, you know, I, actually, I where, where did I, I think we saw him? What in in NCAA's? Um, maybe did they go two rounds, three rounds in Iowa? Yeah, two. three rounds. Yeah, oh, two, yeah. two, yeah. Yeah, well, they either went, way, it was early. Yeah, earlier I, than what they wanted. He. he I'm not. I'm not seeing anything that excites me, even in the second round. Um, it just. He just doesn't seem fast enough. And um, that. That said, you know, a lot of people might have said that about different, like Doncic or, or a few people that are succeeding in in the league now. People might have said the same thing. So I didn't really get enough uh, time to see a lot of them. But when when I did watch him in the NCAA's, what jumped out at me was he just doesn't seem fast enough to play NBA. Yeah, that I mean that, and that's a spot-on analysis. I, I think what reminds me of him is just a really poor man's Nikola Jokic, um, mm. but not not the same ability. Obviously, he's young and he, he needs time to develop. But if he got the opportunity, maybe you could groom him into that. Uh, Paul, when you see, obviously, you see guys are playing here, um, led his team, right? Iowa would wouldn't be anything without him. Um, so, what do you see when you see Luka Garza? Well, that's my that's my big thing with him. If you're going to take him. I think you're taking him for his leadership and locker room type guy. Like he's a guy that could, you know, get in where he fits in. Like, you know what I mean? Like he's not going to be, you know, something crazy, but he could get off your bench and he could, 
you know, give you some valuable minutes, maybe be a, maybe be a rim protector. But in today's NBA, like, where does he play? Like, where, right. like, you know, where does he play is the problem. Like, right. you can't just stick him down at the center and, you know, expect him to be covering these guys that are, you know, stretch three and fours. Like, you can't, it's not going to happen. Yeah, I have to agree with that. Ash, I haven't called on you on any of these. I'm not sure if you're back yet, but did you have any opinion on any of these players? Yeah, definitely. Um, I was uh, just going to chime in on Luca Garza as well. I think um, whoever or wherever he does fit in, he would definitely be an asset. I know the NBA doesn't compare at all to the um, college basketball, but I think, you know, averaging uh, 24-ish tw- uh, points each game, that's going to be an asset to any team. So, That's a good input there, Ash. I agree. I think Luca was fantastic. He, the system fit him. Um, we found Davis. Davis says Greg Brown is raw talent, J- a smaller Jackson Hayes, which I do not disagree with. We'll spend the first season or two in the G League. I do think he's a project. If you're going to bring him up, he's going to take some time. Um, but that's that's is he going to be worth it after that rookie deal and that extension? Had has he progressed enough? Um, maybe hey, for that's year. great analysis. Too bad he wasn't here to fucking say it. <laughs> <laughs> Davis, you're getting called out. Get on the show, bud. Get on your show again. Uh, this round one segment still being brought to you by Taquito Express. Don't forget to catch us down there in August, uh, August 19th to the 23rd. Taquito Express, all you can eat tacos starting at 7.99. And matter of fact. Uh, I know it's not NBA related, but um, if you can beat their their record of how many tacos eaten, it's free. Ooh, I, I just, I just what's found that the record? Out. I think the record's thirty four tacos. Oh, so it's minor so league. I, I'm just saying, yeah, that's if you can work. do it. So I mean, but <laughs> then again, with twenty of us there, we might all be breaking the record and past each other, and then one of us gonna end up paying <laughs> for the other. <laughs> and, and that'd be hilarious. Uh, circling back to the NBA. All right, NBA playoffs are upon us. The NBA Finals is upon us. That's right. The Phoenix Suns have a 2-1 lead over the Milwaukee Bucks. Guys, I'm not going to count the Scott Foster game. Phoenix has been terrific. They never. Chris Paul doesn't win with Scott Foster. I'm going to use the excuse. He, he, he doesn't win with Scott Foster. Who wins tonight? Who do you have? I'll start with you, Denny. Well, you know, I, I, I got a feeling the Bucks are going to go ahead and do the thing. They're going to push it in into the next uh, game five. Now, let's remember something. The Bucs and the Phoenix Suns both were expansion franchises, 1968. But the biggest part of both of those franchises happened in 1969, and it was a coin flip. And Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, he was then Lou Alcindor. He quickly became Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. He got to go to the um, the Bucks. They won a title within two years, and they were back in the finals within three or four years. And the Phoenix Suns have never won a title. Here is their time. So I do got a feeling that the Bucs are going to stand up win tonight, but the Phoenix Suns are going to go ahead and take that series. Little known fact, Neil Walk was the second pick in that draft behind Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. He didn't score nearly as many points as Kareem did. You're like a walking uh, sports almanac. Like, I just, I'm all about it. I'm all about it. Uh, It was was like that. Check this out. You're in, you're on a phone and, and you're hoping for the best, right? So you, maybe you have, you know, and the, the commissioner flips it. And it comes down heads, and he goes, Tails, what the hell? Heads, you get Kareem. Tails, you get Neil Walk. 
That's why I heard. That's why I heard. Jerry Colangelo was like, "What the fuck? Don't turn it over. Don't turn it over. You never said you're going to turn it over, Commissioner." That was the difference between Kareem coming to you and and Neil Walk. Yeah. Luke, you got another. I mean, uh, Danny, you got another fan out there. Luke says, "Love it, Danny. Keep it coming." Uh, I'm all about it too, guys. I think this is the Suns to lose. Honestly, I know the Bucks took one, but unless unless Giannis is going to go back to back to back forty point games, the Bucks won't be in this game. My analysis here tells me it's going to be about an eight point game swinging the Suns way. The refs favor the Suns. They have not lost with this ref unit so far in the playoffs. I gotta admit, it sounds like the NBA is pushing towards the Chris Paul uh, championship. In my opinion, I like to read between the lines more than I like to read the stats in the in the in the finals. At this point, it sounds like wrestling. Uh, Ash, what about you? Who do you have tonight? That's a great comparison, Ernest. It does sound a lot like wrestling at this point between the two teams. I am going for the Bucks. Um, I've been calling their games, um, and I just think that a little miracle can always happen. And they have a whole team that have made it this far. Why not? That's Ash right there. A little miracle can happen. Boy, I just, I, you know what? And and everybody knows it, right? I'm, I'm a Houston Rockets supporter. That's okay. I just don't want to see Giannis get his right now. I'm not ready to admit I'm okay with Giannis getting his. That's okay, though. I can admit it. I'm a biased, I'm a biased analyst towards that. Let's switch gears and talk about something non-biased, though. The latest trade rumors, big trade rumors coming out today is a Damian Lillard-Ben Simmons swap. Guys, we're calling this a heater because once it went out, it grew like wildfire. Matter, matter of fact, Reg, one of the BCMG gamers and one of our longtime short, uh, show supporters, Reginald Huggins, uh, former trivia contestant, did say that uh, how much traction does this really have? So we dug into it and we found out there is some news to it. And of course, is it a surprise that it's Daryl Morey? I mean, is there a surprise that Daryl Morey is behind a blockbuster trade? So I'm going to ask you guys. Who gets better from this and and why? So I'm going to start this off with you, Denny. Do the, the Blazers get better or do the Sixers get better if this were to happen? Whoever has Ben Simmons gets worse. Here's the thing. Dame can shoot better from the logo than Ben can from the free throw line. You're going to be a liability to your team forever if you cannot shoot free throws. And and Ben, it just he 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 hasn't had the ability to show that he can do that or or lead. And it's a massive contract. I don't even know why the trail, but I don't know. Maybe that cat that follows the Trailblazers around is like a black cat and is getting in somebody's head because that's not a good idea for them to swap this. Out. Yeah, that that contract is atrocious. If I have to be completely honest, it's one of the main reasons why a Rockets trade didn't happen. Um, Paul, are you siding with this too? Oh my God, that's a terrible trade, and and just to get just to put this in perspective and to go a little bit on Danny, like me and my buddy were talking about shooting free throws, and I bet him that I could shoot higher than thirty percent with my left hand, and I went out and I made four ten with my left Ooh. hand. You know what wow. I mean? So, and I'm not even like I'm not like a super athlete, like super basketball guy or anything like that. I'm definitely not the number one NBA pick shooting 30% from the free throw line. Like, and I mean, don't get me wrong. Simmons defense is great, but that's not the NBA anymore. It's scoring, 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 scoring. If Dame went to Philly, that puts them, him and Embiid, I mean, they're dropping, what, 85 a night. 
Yeah, no, you're you're absolutely right. I'll just I'll just uh, show these highlights as we're talking about it. Um, so when we're when we're looking at the the Damian Lillard trade, uh, the worry I think for some is does Damian Lillard um, the worry about the unsuccessful playoff runs worry wow. you at all? Right, because Ben's been a part of some deeper playoff runs than what Dame would have been a part of. With admittedly, I think the Blazers might have had a more supportive cast too. So. Um, I guess maybe you, your the talk then comes. All right, CJ McCollum or Joel Embiid, right? That's that's the question. Next, that's not that's not a question. Deeper past that, though, you you can make an argument the Blazers have been a little bit more stacked underneath that. Um, so I guess the question is, postseason wise, I don't know if that makes the 76ers better, but talent wise, it definitely makes the 76ers better. Uh, Ash, are you a fan of of Dame in in Philadelphia? Well, um, yeah, like Denny said and Paul, if whoever takes Ben Simmons is probably going to be the loser and that's going to just be the outcome, what it really is. Um, you know, you compare to, compare them side by side and they really just don't even compare. So, yeah, definitely whoever gets Ben would be taking that out. <laughs> yeah, I got, I got to admit, I don't like – I don't like uh... – Ever since Ben kind of choked in these in these last playoffs, I haven't really uh, been on the on the wagon of Ben Simmons. Maybe catch me last offseason, I would be debating this a little bit more, but not looking good. Let's talk about an, another team kind of tr trying to figure out what they want to do, and that's the Houston Rockets, right? Houston mm -hmm. Rockets end up with the lottery pick. They don't lose it to Oklahoma City. Um, they have the number two pick, Jalen Green at their fingertips, or Evan Mobley at their fingertips. I'm still debating myself if I'm part of the Green Gang or if I'm part of the Mobley mob. Um, but they're all in on Cade. And so rumor has it that uh, Houston is putting packages together to jump up to number one and jump up one pick. Guys, is it worth it to go after Cade Cunningham? Is he really that perennial all-star? Would you go for somebody who's been arguably arguably like Kobe Bryant, Michael Jordan, and his mindset and the score capability um, in, in uh, Jalen Green? Uh, I'll start this one off with you, Denny. Yeah, um, I do like Jalen Green a lot. I, I don't see him as, you know, putting up the kind of numbers that Kobe did, nor do I see, you know, Kate Cunningham as the first pick. Uh, obviously, I'm biased because I got to see a lot of Evan Mobley all the way through high school and through college, and I just see the biggest upside with him. Um, but look, Houston Rockets, you know, they they seem to do a pretty decent job of staying relevant. That's what I'll give them because they, they seem to stay relevant most of the time. And that speaks to management. So I'm, you know, I'm sure they did their homework. But again, if I had the number one pick, I'm going Evan Mobley. So that's very interesting. And you say Evan Mobley. I know you have that West Coast bias there, but yeah, that's true. Evan Mobley, right? A lot of people compare him as being a a young, young. He's dead. Uh, Sorry, did, did you, guys, you guys hear me now? Oh, now you're there back. he is. He's back. He's alive. Okay. Maybe. All right. I don't know. I don't know what's happening. You you guys, you guys, uh, let me start over here. So you got that West Coast bias with Evan Mobley. And, and, and you see it, though. A lot of people have given a comparison of a young KD. Is that what you see yeah. with Evan Mobley? I do. He doesn't have the perimeter game quite yet. Uh, that can come around. You know, there's a, there's a lot of players that didn't have the perimeter game. But it's pretty difficult to, you know, that kind of athleticism, you're just not going to teach that. And he also has a real unique feel for the game uh, that I've seen him him on, on occasion. And I just think he's going to make it any team, 
you know, a whole lot better. Um, also, you got to remember the Houston Rockets started out here in San Diego. They're the San Diego Rockets back in the day. That so, was that was going to be a trivia question. I'm so glad I did not. I did <laughs> not pick it. it. Boom! So glad I didn't pick it. it. Uh, Paul, <laughs> you, uh, I'll start this with one question, and then maybe Danny will chime in too. But you have, and maybe you already answered it. You have Evan Mobley, Jalen Green, Kate Cunningham up there, right? Is it smart for Houston to put all their eggs in a basket and go after Kate? Is he that special of a player? I mean. I watch, like I said, I watch a lot of Big Ten or Big Twelve basketball. So, um, you know, I, I kind of guess I'm kind of biased towards Cade, but like, I I don't know. I, I don't think you're I don't think you're sad at all if you're in the top four picks. I think all four of those guys are going to be stars at the NBA level, and I don't think that you know you can go wrong either way. Um, to DL's point, I was I was kind of out on Mobley, like I didn't know about him, and then I watched the NCAA tournament, and that kind of changed me on him. Um, I'm very impressed, but I, I'm a big Jalen Green guy. I think that Jalen Green is the prototype of what the NBA is doing, um, and I, I just I think he's going to be a superstar. I completely yeah. I completely agree with that. Um, and Ash, before I get your take on this, uh, San Antonio Chris, uh, friend of the show, a good friend of mine, uh, IRL. I, I don't like see KD. Hey. I see more of Chris Bosh. I absolutely see that. Matter of fact, I, I have, a, I have yeah. a board right next to me that has Chris Bosh's name all over him, um, which Houston, of course, was all about Chris Bosh. So it wouldn't surprise yeah. me if they really wanted to go that direction. Yeah. Um, but that's why you have a Christian Wood type in Houston. So I don't know if the Twin Towers aspect is going to work in Houston with two young guns. Um, but I will say this as AJ is making me laugh, um, that I, that I, I am all in on Jalen green right now for Houston. I think that's the, that's the smart pick. Um, after watching his interview and watching his highlights and seeing the route he's taking, he believes in himself. And, um, I've told this about other guys and I'm gonna say it in real life here too. If you believe in yourself, that, that's about half the battle right there. Right. And, and he has the athleticism. That's 30% of the rest. It's really the 20% skill that you have left. And I think he has it. So I think that's the guy. Um, but, I wouldn't be upset with Cunningham, Suggs, or Mobley at number right. two. Um, and, right. and really, I would be upset with Suggs at number two. I hope they trade down and take Suggs, but that's a different conversation. So, Ash, I see you got your co-host there with us. We are excited. AJ making her appearance. Hi, AJ. Hello. How are you doing today? I'm into the lobsters. Hi. Look, AJ, I got your debut banner. Look, check this out. Live interview with AJ Garcia. Big time, big time. Welcome. All right, AJ, I've got a special, I've got a special request for you. I got two questions for you, okay? All right. Who is faster, the turtle or the rabbit? Which one? The, the rabbit. The rabbit is faster? And if you had a pick between you and your mom, who is who is the turtle? Who's the rabbit? Who is the turtle? I'm the, I'm the rabbit. You're the rabbit and your mom's the turtle? <laughs> okay. All right. I got to show you something, AJ. I got, I got to show you something, okay? I'm going to show you a live, a live video that happened, all right? And I'm going to show you a race between a turtle and a rabbit, okay? And I want you to tell me what you think, okay? All right, here we go. Here we go. Stay with me, AJ. Stay with me. I'm going to bring this up for you. Check this out. Can we all see this? Yes. All right, here we go. 
And they're off to the races. There they go. Who's winning? The turtle. Which one's winning right now? The turtle. Oh, there goes the turtle. Turtle. <laughs> where's the where's the rabbit going? Where's it going? <laughs> there he comes. What Oh my goodness. The turtle won! The turtle smoked it. AJ, AJ. Smoked it. AJ, the turtle won by a mile, AJ. How are, how are not more pro teams named after turtles? I have no idea. AJ, what yeah, happened? Right. I thought the rabbit was going to win. <laughs> so your mom. Does, does your mom always win? Is that what you said that? Yeah. That's good. That's good parenting. That's very good. I tell you what, AJ. I'm going to give you one last easy question. Who's your favorite basketball team? She's been watching the the playoffs. Obviously, I, I see that now. Ashley, now know you know your stuff. Well, AJ. AJ, I'm going to give you one last one last thing here. You know, congratulations on your debut on ITL. We look forward to having you on again. Say thanks for having me. Thank you. Bye, AJ. It's out. Say I'm out. <laughs> she doesn't want to leave the limelight. Oh, she can stay then. She can stay. Let her stay. Yeah. Uh, Danny, I think you're absolutely right. Why don't we have more right. turtle mascots? It makes when you think about it, like there's so much there. Like yeah. you could go all the way back to the the fable. You could you could bring you could have that. Think of that playing in a big arena right now with with the San Antonio Turtles, and you yeah. and, and you play that in the arena. The place would go nuts when they see the turtle win. Absolutely, right. I think so. Yep. And 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 you literally like Philadelphia trusting the process. It was so slow. You literally could have been a turtle. So I mean, right. Uh, that could have been the entire right, thing. Right. And you don't even know what the Philadelphia, the 76ers. I mean, what are the, which, which, which century are we talking about? Because I know 1976, we had some fun. But maybe they're talking about that. I don't really know. 1876, <laughs> they, we killed Reconstruction. And 1776, who really, like, I don't know. They should change it. It's the Philadelphia Turtles. Or you can call them the Tortoises. Tortoises. Yeah. Tortoises. The Tortoises. tortoises. Definitely the tortoise. I mean, you could actually serve that at the snack stand. Yeah, it sounds like a really good tater tot or a really good yeah. tortellini, something like that. Yeah. All right, guys, that takes us to our featured segment. Denny is here uh -oh. and only here for this. I'm mm -hmm. going to let you compete against the two girl co-hosts with us as well as just Paul. That's right. We have NBA trivia, ITO NBA trivia. Guys, this is our first exhibition of the season. We're excited to bring trivia to you. So here's how it's going to go. I am going to put a question on the screen, and I am going to give you four answer choices. I'm only going to say them once. All right? Think about the answers, and then give me your answer, and we'll keep a point system. There really is no winner or loser, but, of course, Denny, like Denny says, right. he will have yeah. bragging rights yeah. when he comes back. Tortoises, tortoises must win. Um, right. right. Do you do you just blurt out the answer, or do you wait for yeah. you to call I, it? I will, I will call you. I'll go in order. I'll do Paul, Denny, oh, Ashley, and gotcha. then I'll do Denny, Ashley, Paul. Then I'll, I'll just I'll gotcha. mix it all up. That's all right. right. All right. For some reason, your acronym sums, comes up to DAP, so that's kind of that's kind of funny. All right, here we go. Here we go. Question number one: What team won the very first NBA game? A. The Toronto Huskies. B. 
the Chicago Stags, C, the New York Knicks, or D, the Philadelphia Warriors? Paul, I start with you. B. He's going B, the Chicago Stags. Denny. That'd be Toronto. Pull that one out. Denny is going with the Toronto Huskies. Ashley and AJ. We're going to go with C. They're going with the New York Knicks. And the girls start off on top. That is no. right. The New York Knicks defeated the Toronto Damn Huskies. I thought Chris Bosch was for 20 and 10 that night. Okay. Right. Right. <laughs> All right, guys. That means Ashley and AJ are winning 1-0-0. We go to question number two. What NBA player scored 100 points on March 2nd, 1962? A, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, B, Wilt Chamberlain, C, Elgin Baylor, or D, Bill Russell? I'll start with Denny. Well, you know, Kareem could have done it. So could Elgin. They're that talented. But it was Wilt. He did it in Hershey, Pennsylvania. Put up a solid 100. There was no video that night. Luckily, some reporter near him put 100 on a thing, on a score pad, and he held it up like that. And that's how we know he actually scored 100. Wow, that's actually a really good fact. I had no idea. Ash, AJ. We're going to go with A for Ash and AJ. <laughs> They're going to go with Kareem anyway. They think your story's full of it, Denny. Paul. Yeah. <laughs> no, he's a, he's 100% right. I mean, that famous photo is just, it's uh, it's right there. He's right. For a, minute, for a minute, I thought you were saying the girls were right, and I was about to laugh even harder. All right, that yeah. means the score is tied 1-1-1, one, 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 but hold the phone, guys. We have a bonus question. Who can guess closest how many points Wilt's team scored that night? Denny. 121. Ashley and AJ. What number? Pick a number. Darn it. 100, 100. 100 and what? 20. 120. They go 120. They're undercutting Denny's pick. Oh. That's like the price is right. This is getting yeah. exciting. Hey, you know what? You know what? I, you know what I'm going to do, Ernest? I'm going to go 122. Yeah. <laughs> In the other side, they surround Denny. Actual retail price is 169, and that gives Paul the extra Damn point. It. So Paul leads 211 for the well sports played. scientist. Well played, That's Paul. hilarious. This is getting more competitive than I thought it was going to be. Paul, high five. Uh, Question number three. Miss Bob Barker. Who was the first? Yeah, yeah, I really do too. Who was the first player in NBA history to be elected league MVP by unanimous vote? Mm. A, Magic mm. Johnson. B, Michael Jordan. C, Stephen Curry. Or D, LeBron James. I start with Ashley and AJ. A, B, C, or D? A, we're going to go with A. A are going a. with Magic Johnson. Paul. <laughs> Give me, I'll take Jordan. I, I really don't know. This is a good one. Paul going with Michael Jordan. He's stumped. Denny. I'm going to go Steph Curry. They won 73 games. They took uh, the, the best record in the history of the league. And how does the best player on the best team that sets the all-time record not get it? Unanimous. I'm going to go Steph Curry. You're absolutely correct. It is Steph Curry. Danny nice. pulls into a tie with Paul. I will say this. That is the only MVP he deserved. We'll move on to question number four. <laughs> All right. What new kind of shot did Joe Folks score a record 63 Ooh. points with in one game in 1949? A, the jump shot. B, the hook shot. C, the three-point shot. Or D, the jump shot. I start with Paul. <laughs> 
we had the jump shot twice in there. <laughs> yeah, the jump shot, the hook shot, the three point shot, and the free throw. Oh, oh, I thought you said the jump shot again. Uh, I'll take the hook shot. Why not? Paul's going with the hook shot. Denny. Uh, since tequila shot was not an option, I'm going right. jump shot. <laughs> jump shot. He's going jump shot. Ashley and AJ. Go. What are you picking? Maui. Maui, so she said the hook shot. The hook mm. Oh, wow. That's yeah. a good one. They, they, they stay strong with Kareem. That's good. That's yeah. that's a mom interpretation right there. If I've ever yeah. heard one. <laughs> Denny takes the cake with the jump shot, and Denny pulls ahead three, what they two, do? One. What the hell did they do before that? Right. Just Lay stood up. there? Layups in the granny shot. Right. I know. Think if he could time travel. I would go back yeah. to 1948 basketball and dominate. Right. <laughs> would, everything. <laughs> slap the backboard. Everybody freak out. Right. I'll give I'll give anybody a point if you can tell me who it was against. Uh, who who did he play for? Oh, that, that's a good question. I don't even know. Hmm. Who, I'm going to say it was against the Cincinnati Royals. Paul, you want to take a stab at it? Or you want to let this one go? I have no idea. <laughs> all right, the Indianapolis Jets. The Indianapolis mm. Jets. Yep, we yes. all remember that game. Love all that right. Jet team. Yeah. Num number five. The score right now, by the way, Denny right. three, Paul two, Ashley and AJ one. It's a close game. We're right. at the halfway right. point. Oh, that was number four, five. Right. I never yeah. even put number four on the board. All right, number five. Who scored the first three-point basket in NBA history? One, Gene Stump. Two, Chris Ford. Three, Larry Bird. Or four, or or D, Wes Unseld. I start this one off with Denny. Uh, who was B again? Chris Ford. Yeah, it was him. It couldn't have been the stumpy guy. All right. He's going B, Chris Ford, Ashley. Who is he again? Larry Bird. Larry Bird. Yeah. They're going Larry Bird. They're going with familiarity over there. Uh, Paul. I'll go opposite of Danny. I'll go A. I, I don't know. It's got to be one of them. Uh, the stumper would have to have an outside game. It's good logic. Right. He is He's going with Gene Stump. This the, the answer is Chris Ford. So Denny got around the money right. there. Denny now North Carolina boy. I think he was a North Carolina yeah. boy. Four two yeah. one at the halfway point. I think it's five. I think it's five. I know. It? I know. I, it's I, all right. It's, it's West Coast bias. I get it. I'll, tell, I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this. Um, <laughs> give me the the let, let's see. Who? So there was in one of the answer choices. It was their rookie debut. All right, so either Gene Stump, Larry Bird, or Wes Unseld had a rookie debut. Name me who that was for an extra point, Denny. What, what's a rookie debut mean? Their first I mean, game, they, they, first game pro. Oh, the first game they ever played at, was as a pro. Mm -hmm. Okay, and who who are the answer, uh, options again, please? Gene Stump, Larry Bird, and Wes Unseld. Uh, I'm gonna have to go with Stump on this one. He's going Gene Stump. I'm gonna give Ash a moment, Paul. I'm gonna continue to roll the stump here. Like <laughs> he's going, yeah, what you know you know mean? He's gotta do well. something. Ash, yeah. you wanna give this one a, a chance? I think he was in the Wizard of Oz too. Yeah. <laughs> I, I have no idea. Just say A, C, or D. Just give me a one. Who is A again? A is C or D. C is Larry Bird and D is Wes Unsilved. Oh yeah, I'm gonna go for a D. 
She's going to. It actually is Larry Bird's debut. Larry Bird's debut. So nobody gets a point. You but, played it uh, in your state. Yeah. Wow, I went against oh, my exactly. first yeah, that's, Oh, that's, that's, that was his pro debut. Oh, with this, with this oh, I see. I got you. I got you. I got you. That's Ernie. All right. All right. All right, here we go. Denny with four, Paul with two, Ash with one, who had an early lead but gave it up. Here we go. Number six, who was the youngest player to score 10,000 points in the NBA? A, Michael Jordan, B, Kobe Bryant, C, Wilt Chamberlain, or D, LeBron James? I'll start this one off with Ash. Who was B again? Kobe Bryant. Kobe Bryant, no. Um... And who was A again? Michael Jordan. I'm going to go with um, C then. <laughs> she's, she's going with Will Chamberlain. Uh, Paul, you're up. LeBron. He's going LeBron Denny. LeBron James. It is absolutely LeBron James. LeBron James for the win right there. LeBron James uh, first to score 10,000 at 23 years of age. 23 yep. years of age. Pretty incredible. Um yep. He went and tucked with his jersey in a high school game. I saw him play at Poly Pavilion out here in Los Angeles, and I yelled from the stands until the uh, modern-day coach told the ref to make him tuck in his jersey. That's my claim to fame. <laughs> <Right there. laughs> Danny Lennon protecting the integrity of the game for everybody out there. That's right. 5-3-1 uh, is the score. Denny leading by a comfortable margin. But questions 7, 8, and 9 are worth two points each. So guys, oh, have a chance to catch up here. There we go. Number seven, what team owns the longest winning streak in NBA history? <laughs> and, Paul, we start with you. A, Miami. B, Chicago. C, Golden State. Or D, Los Angeles. Golden State. He's going to go with the Golden State Warriors. That's number. That's the letter choice C, Denny. That would be the team that I saw practice as an eight-year-old, uh, right four miles from where I'm sitting right now, the 1972 Los Angeles Lakers, who won 33 right. straight games. Now, after they put on that 33 straight games, I went over to Wienerschnitzel, paid for my mustard dogs, and got a commemorative picture to signify that the Los Angeles Lakers on 33 games in a row. There you go. <laughs> Denny is saying he's taking a guess on the Los Angeles Lakers. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm um, going to take the same stab at it and go with the Los Angeles Lakers. Right, Denny yeah. knows best, right? You're yeah. absolutely right. With that approach for this question, you're absolutely right. You both are correct. Paul, you're going to take a take – a, tie with yeah. ash right now a tight yeah. at three points apiece denny jumps to yeah. a comfortable four point lead look at guys. those socks that's what that's what that's when men were men they pulled Actually, up their let socks. me feature let me feature you denny look at that See that look at that look at how they pulled up their socks very important that's uh, where the men would hike up the shorts and bring up the socks boy that's, girls. Right. that's correct that, that is, is correct. right we have an incoming referee and in dre rogers he has joined right. Cast Dre is going to be refereeing and making sure you aren't using your cell phones. Ash, we can't see your camera, but we will hack yeah. if we need to. Number eight, here we go. Denny with seven, Paul and Ash at three. Dre is the referee. Two points per question for eight and nine. Here we go. Question number eight. What player was known as the clown prince of the Harlem Globetrotters? A, Goose mm -hmm. Tatum. B, Meadowlark Lemon. C, Marquise Haynes. Or D, Fred Curly Neal. And we start with we start with Ash on this question. 
Um, you're going to have to come back around, please. All right, we're coming back around. Paul, you're starting this one. B. You say B as in boy? Yeah, B as in boy. Paul is guessing Metal Lark Lemon. I'm going to go with you, Denny. Uh, Paul, Paul's on point here. It was Metal Arc. He could drop a hook shot from half court, no problem. Marcus Haynes would put on a dribbling show that I could copy in my backyard. You could spin the ball off of each finger. I used to be able to do that back in the day. But the Crown Prince, that the Crown Prince, that was Metal Arc Lemon. Absolutely, Dre. If you want to play substitute for Ashley, you're more than welcome to. If Ash can't come on, do you want to sub in and be the guest pick for this one? Dre's attacked by a rabid monkey right now. He can't come on either. You know what else? Ash he, is looking for a handout. You know what else Dre. is a good one? The bucket that you thought was of water. Yes. But it wasn't. It was confetti. Yep. Confetti. Yep. No Dre either. We're going we're gonna to do a pass on this one. Give him one point. So Ash goes up to four just because of technical purposes. It was Meadowlark Lemon, which puts five. Uh, Paul at five and Denny at nine. Denny's running away. I uh, never understood how the Globetrotters couldn't beat every team in the NBA because Meadow, Meadow could ju he could just stay at half court and knock down. You knock down the hook shot all game long. How do you stop that? You can't stop that. He made it every single time. Oh, and then once they got ahead, Marcus Hain could just dribble the clock out. So I never understood how the Globetrotters couldn't just win every NBA title. Metal Lark played over 16,000 games for the Globetrotters. Fun fact. <laughs> another another fun fact, though. Um, uh, who was it? It was uh, the name. Uh, Wilt Chamberlain, when they asked him yep. in his Hall of Fame inductee, said who was the best player of all time. He said it was Metal Lark Lemon. That, that's that Metal Lark Lemon. That's who he said was the best player he's ever, he's ever seen. So... Fun facts there. Fun facts there. Dre dropped off for technical reasons. That's fine. We're going to move on. Question number nine, worth two points. Denny at nine. Paul at five. Ashley at four. We got ourselves a game and trivia here, guys. Question nine. Who is the all-time leading scorer in men's college basketball? A, Freeman Williams. B, Larry Bird. C, Pete Maravich. Or D, Stephen Curry. And we start with we start with Denny on this one. That would be Pistol Pete Maravich out of Louisiana State. When his father used to drive him to and from practice, he had to dribble the ball out of the car. And if he messed up and he lost the ball out of the car, get out, you dribble home, son. So he learned how to dribble that ball. It allowed him to get to all parts of the court, and he put up the most points in NBA, uh, NCAA history. All right, Paul, going to you. No, I agree. And, I mean, just imagine he didn't even have a three-point line. Yes. I mean, yep. he would have been – I mean, way out there. Yeah. Uh, perfect. And uh, and and Ash, I'm gonna do a I'm gonna do a check here. Are you back with us? Yes. All right. Who do you have? A, B, C, or D? Do you want to go with Pistol Pete? Or are you going with the others? No, I'm going with Pistol Pete because that reminds me of a um, little pizza shop back in town, and it was called. Um, I don't know, but Pistol Pete was their mascot, and I just can't wait to Oh, finish. nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I like hearing I love that. It. All three yeah. of you get the point. So Ashley moves yeah. up to six points. Paul is at seven. And and Denny staying at 11, yeah. way yeah. well yeah. above the pack right there, four-point yeah. lead. I am going to give a three-point bonus question here. How many Ooh. games did Pistol Pete Maravich play for LSU? Just play, not start, but play. For LSU. I'll start with you, Denny. Well, let's see. He would have been a freshman ineligible time. They probably would have played. They didn't go deep into the tournament every year. 
So I give him twenty-five. I'd say seventy-five games he played. All right. And yeah, 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 seventy-five games. Closest answer gets the points. All right. So Danny goes seventy-five. Paul, I'm going to you next. Seventy-six. Yeah. Paul, I know no, you're no, 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 no. Uh, because I was trying to think, because you're you're right. They didn't, the freshman couldn't play, and then they didn't have they didn't have like regionals and stuff. They only had right. like right. sixteen or eight teams were big. Yep. Um, I'm gonna go sixty eight games. He's going lower. He's going sixty eight. Ash. Um, I'm gonna go lower and say sixty three. Actual retail price is 83. So Denny Whoa. got closest. Wow. How did he get that many games in? Jeez. Yep, 83 games. And so that's impressive in three years. With that, yep, yeah, in three years. So with that being said, Denny now goes up to 14. Paul is at seven. And Ash is at eight. And luckily, luckily, wait, Ash is at eight? No, Ash is at six. Ash is at six. Mm -hmm. So, luckily, this question is worth nine points. So, whoever nine wins this question yeah, yeah, yeah. is going to end up winning the whole darn thing. That's, right, like, guys. A That's like a Dane Willard shot. This is a nail-biter. Nail-biter. Right. Right. Question number 10. Who was the coach when the Houston Rockets went on a 22-game winning streak? All right. We're starting this one with Ash. And here are your answer choices. A, Kevin McHale. B, Ty Lu, C, Rick Adelman, or D, Tracy McGrady. Rudy Tom Jonovich is not an option. Damn it! It's only one who won any championships there. Hmm. Who's who started? Um, all right, all right, um, Ash, you're up. Okay, okay, okay. We're gonna go with B. She's going with B. All right, Paul, who do you choose? Uh, give me C. I'll go with Rick Adelman. He's going with C, Rick Adelman. Denny, who's your choice? I think Rick Adelman had his best days in Portland, didn't he? Let me think here. Uh, as my, I, I hate having to give any Celtic any credit whatsoever. But I'll go with Kevin McHale. He's going with Kevin McHale. We are across the board here going with Paul at Rick Adelman. Denny with Kevin McHale. Ash with oh. Ty Lue. Oh, and boy, oh boy, do we know it is not Tracy McGrady. So we're not even talking about that. The winner of this question and the bragging rights. And Kenny's saying that's the Battier Rockets, right? That is definitely up there with Yao and Tracy. And he's absolutely right. It is Rick Adelman for Woo! the win. Two game win streak with the Son Rockets. Who didn't have T Mac the whole time, who lost Yao in the middle of it, went on their immaculate run for 22 games. With How did I know I was going to get Texas here? <laughs> <laughs> Paul with the come from behind win again oh, for the IPL yeah. Sports Night. Man. In the nine-point clutch question. Oh, my goodness. Uh, let's the start with the winner. Paul, Paul, how do you feel? How do you feel? Um, I feel, um, I guess, I feel like I cheated there. With, <laughs> I, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to, you know, the nine-point question, I mean, we got work the whole time. You know what I mean? So, 
I'll, bra- I'll brag over Ashley when I see Ashley down at the expo. I'll tell her <laughs> that I'll, uh, but I'll leave it. I'll, I'll say Danny won. You know what I mean? You, you, you should have a celebration party at the uh, governor's mansion in Galveston. I know that. <laughs> I, 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 I've been there. Nobody's yeah. there right now, so we'll be able to switch to ourselves. <laughs> Danny, Danny, you you led this thing like you were the Golden State Warriors on a three-two right. mission, and you got blocked by LeBron at the last yeah. second. How, how do you feel right now? Well, you know, I, I should have known my Rick Adelman history. I really uh, uh, that's, that's on me. Next time I'll come in, I'll I'll study up on Rick Adelman. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you what, you were amazing, Denny. Matter of fact, I learned much more from you than I did the trivia, building the trivia, so it was fantastic. Ash, Ash, how do you feel? You led in the very beginning. Matter of fact, you had a comfortable lead in the very beginning when you were up one nothing, nothing. How do you feel losing that momentum? Well, Ernest, I mean, I know Lily is very young of age right now, but once you experience toddler tantrums, then you'll really understand how the league can just slip out of your fingers in no time. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I, I completely agree. You know, a, th- a special thank you to you and AJ, um, especially AJ, because she was a good sport when she came on. I loved her debut. Um, but Ash, we will have to uh, to catch you up on, on the next time, and we'll do your sign-off right now. Guys, that is today's episode. I couldn't have asked for a better episode. Every time you're on, Denny, it's just lit up here, and we have such a great time. Um, I, I know you have a lot in the works and I want you to do self-publication. So tell everybody where they can find you and how they can find your stuff. Uh, or at sports stories DL is, you know, me on Twitter. That's also, um, our Facebook site, our, our website, go to uh, SportsStoriesDL.com and everything's there. You know, there's, is a few things I'm working on lately that are, are going to be fun. So I'm coming out with something on Dana and David pump, um, who redefined West coast basketball and then the game of college basketball. Also, something on uh, Juju Watkins, uh, the um, Sports Illustrated Kid of the Year for 2020. She's a top-rated prospect in the class of 2023, and that one's coming out in August as well. So ho- hopefully everybody will check that one out. And i got a few other things. Even, you know, on my website now, I'm working with a guy named Harvey Kubernick. He's written 20 books on rock history, and he's releasing some little-known interviews with some of the greats of rock history on my website just to be a nice guy. So there's plenty on the website. It's at sports. I mean, it's um, sportsstoriesdl.com. I think people will enjoy some of the stuff I got there. I will vouch for all you 600 lapsters who tune in every week, for all of you thousands who give us a chance and watch us and listen to this crazy stuff. Go check out Denny's site. Go check out Denny's stuff. Read those articles. Again, two-time tally winner. I'm not going to forget it, Denny. Two-time <laughs> tally winner and, and just an amazing personality. And if and if you have the chance, it, buddy. Uh, if we ever have the chance to meet in person, Denny, I will personally buy you a beer. Absolutely. Oh, uh, now, now we're going to have to meet. Um, no, no, you know, I, w- I would say that when it got to the final four of the NBA, I wrote a blog on each of the teams. And those are on my blog. And I really didn't tell you a whole lot about this year's team. I told you about the backstory and the history, how they came to be. And so, you know, one in every 10 people enjoy that history stuff. So if you want to go over there and get a little backstory on all the franchises that were in the Western and Eastern Conference Finals, they're there too. Danny, when we public when we public, publicly push this tomorrow, I'll attach that website on there and that link. That way people can look, jump that way. Appreciate Fantastic. It. Danny Lennon, everybody, we're very excited to have you on. Thank you so much for joining us. Stick around right so on. we can say good end, goodbye uh, right after the podcast. Just Paul, tell everybody where they can find you. Uh, you can find me over at bluecollarmg.com. Um, I'll get back into it now. Um, I'll have uh, daily gambling articles out uh, once baseball starts back up. Then we're getting into some football. Um, you can catch me every Tuesday night, 8 o'clock, on Shooter Shoot Pod. 
uh, with my co-host Kenny. And, um, of course, I'm on here all the time. Um, but definitely check out Dan, uh, Denny's stuff. I mean, he's great. A uh, lot of knowledge, a lot of fun. Um, the articles are quick, that you know, easy to read. Um, you know, you guys would really enjoy it. Definitely, definitely give him a check out. Um, every time he's on here, we just laugh the whole time. I mean, even before we get on camera, it's just hilarious time. So definitely go over there and check him out and, um, you know, support our guy. Appreciate you, Pop. Thank you. Yep. Absolutely, and I'm not going to forget the sweetest voice of ITL, but Ash, before you do, you sign off. Who was this show brought to us by? Are you tantrum-free? I guess that's the question. I guess that would be it. That yes. would be the better no, question. I'm, I'm good, sorry. All right. Um, so this episode is brought to us by our favorite Taquito Express in the beautiful Brownsville, Texas, for all you can eat, $7.99 tacos. Don't miss it. As always, we cannot wait to be down there in Brownsville, all chucking down some $7.99 all-you-can-eat taco. I think that's going to be a, the next contest is a taco eating contest. So let's do 32, it. 32. 32. It's going down. <laughs> that might just replace one of the events, a taco <laughs> eating contest, having us all lined up and just having a film on all of us. We don't have to say anything. We all could just be eating until we all pass I'm out. I'm going to chestnut on it. Hand behind the back I'm or hand or your down. opposite hand. I'm, I'm yeah. really kind of down. Again, I'm your host, Ernest Doc E. Silva, or at the Sport Jeans, my personal page that's inactive, but you can go on there and follow up for fun. You can find us at Into the Lab Pod, where you can catch us Wednesday nights live, like you see us today. We'll be Thursday night live, July 29th for the draft, though. We'll be having live coverage. Again, guys, we're going down for the BCMG retreat. We're going to have some fun down there. If you're in South Texas, you follow us. Come out and find us. You'll be seeing a lot of social pushes. Hashtag Road to Texas is what we're doing. You'll catch the Silver Surfers in prime action, as well as the rest of the fantasy teams will be announcing, and we'll have a bunch of graphics. Thank you guys so much for being a labster. Thank you guys to the sports scientists, and, of course, Denny, our special guest, for being on tonight. We look forward to seeing you guys. Good luck if you guys are making any bets on the draft. Hopefully we helped out a little bit with these guys that we covered today. Have a great night, and, again, be safe and have fun this weekend. Bye-bye, guys. You've been listening to analysis from around the NFL and NBA on the Sports Genes Into the Lab podcast. Send your questions on www.thesportgene.com or on the Anchor app. And follow the Sports Gene on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Overtime Heroics today.